All these stories you are about to hear are based on true fictitious stories. History tells a story of our lives, and there have been many stories told throughout time. For example, the history of First Thanksgiving, when the pilgrims had to be rescued by the Indians for their stupidity in 1621. Well, stupidity runs in every family, and the Potchkey's family Thanksgiving is no exception. So let's hear some stupidity. I mean, history now. Such a nice, crisp November morning. Oh, look! It's Officer Slant! Oh, God, not today. Good morning, Officer Slant! Are you having a pleasant morning? Potchkey, shut the hell up and leave me the hell alone. Can't you see I'm about to tase this man? And a happy turkey day to you, too. Go the F uh, away. Ma'am, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, my God! No! No! That's right. Take what you might need. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Ah, perfect! A nice clean office. Time to make room for the turkey loaf later on. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, that's not gonna go down. Nabish is gonna be so upset with me. Oh, okay, I gotta give myself a courtesy flush with that one. Wonder where Nebby is this morning. Usually he beats me here. Oh look, a note. I like notes. Morning, Pachki. This is a reminder that I will not be in today. I'm leaving early for Thanksgiving. Just so you know, nothing on the day planner for you, and I will check our email remotely. Just sit back and relax, or close up shop early. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble. Ah, oh, that was so nice of him to leave me that note. Huh, what should I do? I guess it's time to binge watch Night Court. Come in. Hello, Mr. Potchkey. Why does it always smell so orangey in here? And why is that trash can on fire? Do you even have an extinguisher? Settle down, Nihal. The smell is my ass, and the fire is for the story that I'm going to tell you. The history of the Potchkey family Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, uh, I didn't ask, and... Why did you stand up and say that so loud? It seemed to echo. I was adding gravitas to my story. Now shut it and please settle down. Uh, it's just me and I need to really get going. It all began in a small town left of another small town that was to the right of a large city. Do you know the name of that small town? Not a clue, and I never asked to be told this story. That small town was named Potchkeesburg. That is where my family came from. My great-great-great-great-grandfather, Lester Potchkey V, was born there. He brought the traditions with him for Thanksgiving when he moved over the bridge to the tri-state area. Wait, your great-great-great-great... Yep, great pop up happy pop up potchkey great Papa Pappy Pop Pop Lester Potchkey the fifth? So that would make you... The first! No! You should be the twelve! Nope. In my family, we go backwards with hopes that the last of us will be the best of us. Wow. Good thing that gene pool is stopping soon. So, let me continue to tell you the history of Thanksgiving back in my homeland. Turkeys were considered sacred currency. And on this day, my Zubzub used to tell us stories of the great turkey trade of 74. Yugos were new on the scene, and every house had one. 
They used to push that car for miles till they got to the top of the hill. Then they would all jump in and ride it down the hill as far as they could. Then get back out again and push it to the next hill. They never really got far. He and his brothers Chester and Flint would then go out with Zubzub and Zamzam to find the family turkey. Great story. I have to go now and you seem busy. Oh no, I'm not busy. You just sit there and enjoy and let me finish my story. Are you warm enough? I could put another stack of files on the fire. Don't you need those? Aren't they active cases? Oh, these? No. They're filled with my drawings and doodles. Nebish always looks so busy doing paperwork, so I want to look busy as well. You know, my tic-tac-toe record is 69 wins and 72 losses. I can be quite devious when I play against myself. Wait, how... What about the turkey? Ah, yes, back on track. So, Chester and Flint would stay with the car to make sure no one would take it, while my great-great-great-great Zub-Zub would take my father to hunt the sacred bird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If it's sacred, why would you hunt it? Good question. They would look for the freshest tracks on the ground, and then they would get dressed in their ceremonial garb. <laughs> ceremonial garb? Really? Oh, yeah! They would put snoods on their, over their heads and strap waddles to their necks in order to become one with the great turkey. <laughs> this is a joke, right? You are kidding me. Nihau! I would never joke about such an important day. So now that they were snooted and waddled up, they would go and track down a group of turkeys. A little gobble here, a little gobble there. My father followed close to Zubzub. He was part of his shadow. That must be where I get my keen tracking abilities from. <laughs> yeah, it must be in your genes. This has nothing to do with slacks. So, when they finally caught up to the flock, my Zubzub and my dad would act like a turkey in the middle of the field. He would walk and talk like a turkey. Wait, why were they acting like turkeys? Did they get graces? Were they trying to play gobble gobble dance party? This is my story. No more interruptions. I'm sharing with you, and you have the nerve to insult me like that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Shall I go? Nope. Please sit close to the fire. Your lips are turning a shade of blue. Well, you have the damn window open, and it's 28 degrees outside. If I shut the window, the smoke alarm will go off again, and Nebish will yell at me. Plus, the cold breeze brings out the redness in my cheeks and reminds me of the holidays at the old barn. Wait, you lived in a barn? Were you kicked repeatedly by the animals? Only one time, and I was okay after a while. Took me a few weeks to stop crapping in the closet, though. Dad was not happy about finding gifts in his shoes in the morning. You are a strange man, Lester. But I still look up to you for your wisdom and knowledge. Please tell me more of your great-great-great-great-great-papa-papi-papa-pachki. So there he was, dressed in disguise and immersing himself in the rafter of turkeys. Don't you mean flock? <laughs> no, my naive young friend. A group of turkeys is called a rafter. My guess is because they enjoy the cold water and go rafting in their free time. Wow. Again, why do I look up to you? Now, where was I? Ah, yes. My Papa Pappy Papa Pachki was making himself part of the rafter. He could speak their language. Come on, come on, come on. Then mimic their movements to gain their trust. Why was he doing this? Was he searching for the mightiest of turkeys to fight and kill with his bare hands for the feast? Hold your strudel, young man. When facing off with turkeys, you have to be careful and cautious. 
One wrong move and they will scatter and run in fear. Or worse, attack and peck you in the giblets. Okay, then what happened? I'm strangely fascinated now. Well, Zubzub wrestled with the turkey for what seemed like an eternity, or 45 seconds, whichever was longer. Wings were flapped, punches were thrown, until finally the turkey gave up and Zubzub raised the turkey in the air triumphantly. We carried the great bird back to the car, and Zamzam dressed it right there. Wow, you people don't wait to get that bird ready for a feast. Nope. It is tradition. As soon as the stalking and fight is over, we dress the turkey for the feast. But in the car? The mess that it would make. Nah, not that bad. When we arrive back at town, everyone gathered. That must have been amazing. Was the turkey going to feed everyone? Yeah, birds. That must have been a huge bird. Yeah, that turkey was about 26 pounds. He was a big boy. Zamzam and Zubzub were so proud of Papa Pappy Papa Pachki, and the way that the turkey was dressed was perfect. When they opened the door to the Yugo, raised that turkey in the air, the entire town of Pachkisburg screamed in joy. The Pachkis went down in history books for picking the best bird for the job. That must have been one heck of a feast you all had. Oh yeah, herring, pickled and plain, cabbage, stuffing, Cheese curds, candied sweet potatoes, root vegetables, as far as the eye could see, plus sauerkraut galore and so many different pies. Wait, where was the turkey? He was there too, at the end of the table, to the right of Zubzub. He didn't share the turkey with anyone else? He was shared with the entire town. That turkey was mayor for three terms. Okay, I definitely asked for it. Now I am out of here. Perfect timing too. I gotta go catch the L. My old manager, Ed, didn't take me off his Thanksgiving Evite, so I gotta go head out and uh, surprise them. Wait, what about the fire? Not to worry, it's not real. Wink, wink. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, and I'm thankful I can mess you up today. Now come at me again, you freak. I got a turkey in the oven, and I am really in a giving mood. <laughs> Turkey Mayor may or may not have had an affair with his secretary, and that got him kicked out of office. Then he was free game. Get it? Everyone ate hearty the next fall, and that's how the Pochkeys moved to the tri-state area. The end. Pochke Audio Chronicles is produced by Edit Productions. Created, written, directed by Eric N. Horowitz and Robert A. Palmer. Edited by Michael A. Weiss. Additional editing by Robert A. Palmer. Music by Kevin McLeod. Cast. Lester Pochke is played by Eric N. Horowitz. Ichabod Mortimer Nevish is played by Nathan Fodder. Nihau is played by Benjamin M. Wong. Officer Slant is played by Bonnie Neal. Tased Perp is played by Tim Muller. Special thanks goes to Steve Bloom and everybody at Bloombox Studios. Copyrights 2019 by Hey Abbott Productions.